Hello, my friends. How are you today? You're listening to the St. Mark Bemidji Sunday Edition Podcast, which is brought to you by the Bacon Flavor Soda Company. Bacon Flavor Soda, for when you want bacon, but you don't want to be thirsty. This podcast features a replay of our Sunday sermon, or on occasion, a sermon from another well sister church. Today's meditation is titled, Spirit Security, and is based upon a reading from Romans 8, verses 11 through 19. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put death to the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. We now join Pastor Zanzo for the sermon. In the name of Christ Jesus, our Savior, who is indeed our sure and steady anchor, amen. How is your sense of security these days? Kind of looks like we're heading for some sort of war between China and Russia in the near future. Just read an article the other day that this could happen around 2025. Are we looking at some sort of bombed out post-apocalyptic world within the relatively near future? As we sit here with prices going through the roof and inflation flying around, banks collapsing, families having to work more than four jobs between two spouses just to make ends meet? Is a failing economy going to deprive people of their savings or their ability to save or their ability to plan or or, or to store up for retirement? You turn on the news or you turn on the radio or you jump on uh, social media on whatever platform you're on and it leads to what amounts to an existential crisis in a world that is full of insecurities and nothing seems certain, the only thing that is seemingly certain is uncertainty and insecurity and fear. And the picture doesn't change much when you zoom in away from the broad scale, big picture items that we just talked about. Many children are insecure because of failing families and home lives. Men and women are insecure about their marriages or their relationships in general. And there is most definitely no shortage of experts out there online or or on, on, on the internet or whatever that tell you all the things that you should be doing or the things that you shouldn't be doing. 
when we go back in retrospect as we hear this advice and think to ourselves, should I have said that? Should I have not said that? There's this word that we use pretty frequently today, toxic. Am I being toxic? Is my spouse being toxic? Am I in a toxic work environment? How do I do that? Should I stay or should I go? What should I have said? What should I have not have said? Should I have held my tongue? I wish somebody would just tell me what to do. I wish I had some sense of security. And we're insecure about our health or our age or our abilities. We could go on for hours like this. Listing all of the things in life that we are insecure about. All the insecurities that we have. And you know, for every single one of those insecurities that we are confronted with, the world has some sort of solution. The world offers some sort of security in its own way. Vote this way and your problems will be solved. Act this way and things will be better for you. Speak this way and life will go easier. Do this or don't do that. But for every instance where we think we've solved a problem or an insecurity, what happens? Something else pops up. There's some other issue, there's some other problem, there's some other insecurity that gives us an existential crisis. And the solutions, and the, and the, and the solutions of security that this world offers are often no different than a, a blanket for a child who's afraid of the boogeyman. If there was a boogeyman, and he was real, how much help do you think that blanket would actually be? Not very much. Friends, this is, as I mentioned earlier, the last quote-unquote normal Sunday before we move to Palm Sunday and the events of Holy Week. We're about to join the Palm Sunday crowds once more. We're about to welcome our Savior into Jerusalem in our mind's eye under the crowds of Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of David. But you know, put yourself in the shoes of the disciples on that day. And the sense of security you think they must have felt as they rode into that city. Hey, this, this is going pretty well. Things are going pretty well for us. Things are going well for Jesus. But we know, because we got the record, we know what happens. We know what happens within that week. That by the end of that week, those cries of Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna will turn into chants of, chants of crucify, crucify, crucify. And today, Christians, just like those disciples in Jesus' day, just like the ones that uh, Paul was writing to in Romans, we need this reassurance and this assurance from the Word of God that tells us that our Lord is, ever is, is, is unfailing. He is ever faithful. He is with us no matter what, like a sure anchor in a storm. That He's with us even when every man-made security solution fails. That we stand at those city gates again and watch our Savior in our mind's eye ride forth into an uncertain situation. But what does He go with? He goes forward with confidence. He goes forward in security knowing of His own victory and His own resurrection. 
And really, it's this very thing that Paul reminds his readers and us today about when he says, "If the spirit of him who is raised in ra- excuse me, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you." Think about those words that I just said. Those words of St. Paul. The same Holy Spirit who not only filled Christ with the confidence to ride forward to the cross, but raised Him from the, raised him from the dead. That same Spirit is in you and is in me. That same Holy Spirit was given to you at your baptism and lives and works and comforts us every single time we gather around God's Word and we hear of our eternal security in Christ. We're told we've got spirit security because the Word of God never fails. And it's definitely an important thing to recall and center ourselves in regularly. As Paul reminds us in the next verses, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. What he's getting at there is that we all live. We all live as though we've got an obligation to the flesh. I mean, we're bent on, seemingly obligated to try to solve on our own all the insecurities of life, be they financial or marital or medical or emotional or political. We are bent on trying to solve those things. The natural mind feels compelled, feels compelled to satisfy the insecurities of the flesh. But the Spirit of Christ compels us not to live for ourselves, but to live for Him for Christ, and to say, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And He is my anchor. Sure, He is my confidence in all of life's insecurities, just as He would do for the disciples during the hours and the days of Holy Week. Now put yourself in the Lord's shoes as you ride on to next week. Would you have even gone to Jerusalem if you knew what he knew? Would you have walked through those city gates? I can't say I would have. And if his disciples knew what lay in front of him during that week, I don't think they would have went either. Look at our Lord Jesus. He doesn't wallow in self-pity. He doesn't quail in fear. He doesn't appeal, make an appeal to the government. He doesn't warn his disciples to break and run or disassociate from him by guilt by because of guilt by association. No, even on the night that he's betrayed, even on the night on, on Maundy Thursday, even when he knows that one of his closest friends is about to betray him to suffering, to trial, suffering, and death, he takes the time to stop and to care for his disciples, to wash their feet at that table. To have one last final question and answer period and teach them one last lesson. 
to have the ability to sit down after dinner and sing a hymn with them. Boggles the mind. How could he do this? It was not because he was some sort of superman. It was not because he just flipped a switch and said, I'm going to rely on my divine nature for this and this alone. He faced this as a flesh and blood human being just like us. And this is something that I don't think we think about near as much as we should. That Jesus clung to the same hope that we have. He clung to the same hope of resurrection that you and I have in God's Word. The same Spirit that was in Him and made Him confident of the resurrection from the dead is the same Spirit that's in you and in me. And Jesus went ahead and He trusted unflinchingly in that hope in that spirit security. And we see how He did that perfectly. And as I said, it boggles the mind that a flesh and blood human being goes forward and does this for us on our behalf, in our place, when we so often would turn tail and flee or only seek to do what's expedient for me in the the right here and the right now or, or be obligated to only satisfy the desire of the flesh. We watch Jesus go ahead and bear this, our sin in this way, pick it up and bear it perfectly in our place. And it shows us that Jesus believed, as we believe, in the Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead. And what Paul says so beautifully, Jesus trusted in that all of our present sufferings, all of them, All of our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. That's the hope that Jesus went forward with. That's the hope that you and I have delivered to you compliments of the Holy Spirit. That's your your spirit security. Because of Him, the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Let me put it this way. Uh, many of you know that uh, I have a thing for classic muscle cars. I don't have one, but maybe one day I will. Um, my dream car is a 1976 Mayan red Pontiac Firebird Trans Am with four on the floor and a big black and gold bird on the hood. Maybe one day. If I had that car secure in my garage, If I knew it was there, I would drive around the worst rust bucket beater jalopy that you can possibly imagine with no shame. Why? Because I know what's in the garage. I know that it sits there and eagerly awaits coming out on a bright, beautiful, sunny day where I can pull it out, fire up the V8, drop the T-tops, and go for a cruise. I hope you understand where I'm going with this. You've got the eternal Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead parked safely in the garage. And even though right now our flesh and blood is kind of like a rusty jalopy with a bad wheel bearing and the check engine light constantly on and it's full of insecurities even just driving down the block, we've got something far, far, far better in the garage. And 
us along with all creation eagerly await the day that it is to be revealed. Just as Christ went ahead through with all the suffering, the trial, the pain, the betrayal, the cross, knowing He would be resurrected from the dead. Paul assures us, Jesus assures us that through His own suffering and death, all the insecurities and the weaknesses of this life in this world will indeed be will indeed pass away. The Holy Spirit dwelling in us gives us the security in all the changing difficult circumstances and in every phase of life. Because the promises of God in His unchanging Word, they don't move, they don't fluctuate, they don't spike, they don't plummet. They stand secure, written in the unchanging Word, spelled out in that contract, scrawled in Christ's blood, and are as certain as an empty slab of stone where a body once lay. And so, as we move towards Holy Week, bring all of your insecurities to church. Drive that rust bucket jalopy in here. Bring your weakness, bring your fear, bring your suffering of any kind, and let it be washed away in the message that the Holy Spirit brings you. That because that same Holy Spirit led Jesus through His final week and His final cries on the cross, that same Spirit raised Him from the dead, and that same Spirit is with us no matter what. No matter where we go, right now, in plenty or in want, in sickness or in health, in failure or success, the same Spirit is the one that tells you of Jesus' triumph, Jesus' victory over sin, death, and the power of the devil. That is Spirit security. Given to you compliments of the One who dwells in you, for you. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church, Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day.
that brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity.